Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pokedex Radio Podcast. My name is Gabriel. Today is Thursday, December 10th, 2009. First of all, I just want to apologize. I know there has been a huge delay in the last couple of episodes. Mostly it was because of class. Thankfully now it is winter break, so I do have like a month or so to re- maybe record an extra episode this month, or maybe an extra two episodes this month. Uh, and even possibly backlog a few episodes, or at least a few main topics. Obviously, I can't backlog some news uh, or emails. But hopefully I can get some extra extra episodes done so I don't have to be so stressed out later on uh, once uh, school starts up again next semester. But that's enough about me. Uh, today's episode is about Pokeballs. I'm going to be discussing Pokeballs from the first generation, and I'll just, uh, from from all the generations of the Pokemon games, first, second, third, and fourth generation, and I'll just kind of mention, right at the end, um, some of the Pokeballs from the anime and some of the spin-off games. But before we get into the main topic, as usual, let's get into the news. Today, there is not much in the news, and I do apologize greatly for that. Um, Even though it has been almost a month from doing the last episode, there has not been that much news. One thing I did want to talk about in the news, though, was the new Pokemon game, Pokemon Rumble, has come out uh, for the Nintendo Wii. It came out back on November 16th uh, here in North America, so those of you who have bought the game, I have not bought it yet, but those of you who have... I would like to to see what you guys think about the game. Please send me a, at least a, maybe a small review or maybe a few sentences on what you think. What do you think about the game? Uh, how it compares to maybe some of the other Pokemon spin-off games. Uh, obviously, most likely Pokemon Ranch, because Pokemon Ranch is the uh, only other uh, WiiWare game that we have so far. At least Pokemon WiiWare game that we have so far. So let me know what you think about the game. I would like to know. Flashlightstudios at gmail.com Other than that, there's really not much news. I will put a couple of articles. There is uh, some about... Uh, a couple of new uh, card game expansions, but really, other than that, there's not much in the news. Oh, I do have a uh, a little bit of a cool news to tell you guys, at least about the Pokedex Radio podcast. Uh, if you listen to all the episodes, or at least if you listen to the very first episode, we did have a co-host named Gene. Um, Gene is a very good friend of mine. I've been friends with him for uh, quite a few years now. He had actually moved away. That's the main reason he hasn't been on. But he has let me know that he will be moving back. Um, sometime soon, I don't exactly know when, he doesn't even know when either, but he will be moving back soon, so hopefully we can have him back soon, possibly for the uh, the anniversary episode, which will be in March sometime, uh, we did start the podcast on March 3rd, I believe, even though on iTunes it has a different date, when we actually recorded the episode and released it over on the Blogspot website, it was on the 3rd, at least we used to be on uh, Podbean, I think it was, uh, but that was uh, quite a while ago, but we're now on uh, Blogspot. Pokedexradio.blogspot.com. Anyways, um, hopefully we'll have our co-host back soon. Um, he did let me know that he would be listening to the show. That's the reason I'm actually mentioning him now. So if he is listening, uh, Gene, hope to hope to have you back soon. Anyways, that's pretty much it for the news. I'll have uh, the article about uh, the Pokemon Rumble game, uh, at least the news article that it was supposed to be released in uh, Europe back on November 20th, which was weeks ago. I'll have that article and a couple more articles about the card game and an uh, article about one of the voice actors, uh, Jamie McGonigal. But you'll see that on pokedexradio.blogspot.com. There will be the articles from today's episode, including the, um, the articles about the main topic, Pokeballs. We're going to talk about the apricorns a little bit, talking about the ball capsules and the seals, because they all have to do with Pokeballs. 
So that'll all be on pokedexradio.blogspot.com, including the emails, uh, the Twitter links, and Pokedex uh, Radio YouTube link. Uh, even though there is no episodes on the YouTube yet, hopefully we'll have some soon. Uh, it'll probably just be me, you know, maybe unwrapping a game or something like that. I was going to do one for the new Legend of Zelda game, because I just got it two days ago. I was going to do a video of me unwrapping the game and starting up the game to talk about it, but it's too late now. I've already started playing the game. So, I might do one maybe sometime, maybe unwrapping the uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver games, but that isn't going to be for a while, so no promises on any episodes anytime soon. And I do apologize for that. I have been talking to some friends about doing some stuff, but really not much is going on in the uh, YouTube area. That's pretty much it for the news for today. Uh, again, PokedexRadio.blogspot.com. I don't know how many times I have to say that. But yeah, all the links will be there. Now let's get into the main topic of Pokeballs. I just mentioned that the main topic today is Pokeballs. We're going to be talking about all the different Pokeballs from uh, all the different generations. Pokeballs are items that every trainer needs to use. It's not like just an item that you can have and not really use, like held items sometimes, or even TMs, that not everybody uses all the time, unless you're competitive battling, or unless you just want to have your Pokemon learn a different move. Um, but Pokeballs are something that you need to use in the game in order to catch new Pokemon. Obviously, they're used to catch and store Pokemon that you uh, have caught. Um, there are many different variants of the Pokeball. There's the Pokeball, there's the Great Ball, there's the uh, Master Ball, there's all different types of different Pokeballs. But let's get started with the first generation of games, the red, blue, and yellow games, introduced five different Pokeballs. Uh, the first one is the original Pokeball. There's really not much to say about the original Pokeball. It's, you know, the Everybody knows what it looks like, the red and white Pokeball. At any Pokemart, it costs 200 Poke Dollars, and has a times one catch rate. The next Pokeball from Generation 1 is the Great Ball. Great Ball has a 1.5 times catch rate, obviously better than the Pokeball, and it costs $600 at most Pokemarts. The next one is one of the better Pokeballs that people like to use, at least I like to use, is the Ultra Ball. Ultra Ball has a times 2 catch rate, and it's normally found at $1,200 at Pokemarts. The next Pokeball that was introduced in Generation 1 was the Safari Ball. Safari Ball has a 1.5 times catch rate, and you can only use them in the Safari Zone. When you walk into the Safari Zone, you pay the fee of 500 Poke Dollars. They give you 30 Safari Balls to use. Again, they can only be used in the Safari Zone. You can't buy them there and take them somewhere else. You can only use them in there. And the last Pokeball introduced in Generation 1 still is the best Pokeball you can use till this generation. We're in Generation 4 now is the Master Ball. Master Ball has a 255 times catch rate. Uh, it can catch any wild Pokemon that you throw the Pokeball at. Just don't waste it like I did. I remember playing Blue version back in the day, and I wanted to catch a Psyduck really badly, and I wasted my Master Ball, which, um, really embarrassing story. Um, I, I still, you know, punch myself over that to this day, even though that was Blue version. I don't even play my Blue version anymore. But it, it was still, you know, a waste of a Pokeball. And the reason I wanted to catch a Psyduck so bad was because Misty had one in the anime, and I wanted to have a Psyduck, and that was the only Pokeball I had at the time. I was like 8 years old, and it said as a 100% catch rate. I didn't know what that meant. I thought it meant that you can hold more than one Pokemon, um, so I wasted it on a Psyduck. So yeah, don't don't waste your Master Ball. You know, Use it on something you want to catch really badly, or maybe one of the uh, legendary Pokemon. I don't, I don't like using Master Ball, to be honest. Anyways... More about the Master Ball. In Generation... Well, since we're all in Generation 4, um, I'm going to talk about how to catch, how to get the Master Ball in the Generation 3 and 4 games, since some people still don't have the Generation 4 games. 
in Generation 3 in Pokemon Ruby, you can get the Master Ball in the Magma Hideout in Maxi's office. In Generation 3 still, in the Sapphire and Emerald games, you can get it in the Aqua Hideout inside of Archie's office. In Pokemon games Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, you can also get it at the Lily Cove Department Store. After defeating your rival in front of the store, you have to play the lottery game inside the store, and if you match all five numbers in the lottery game to one of your Pokemon's ID numbers, you can get a Master Ball. But you have to match all five numbers, so it's kind of hard. In the Fire Red and Leaf Green versions, um, you can get it at the Sylphco, but you have to defeat Giovanni and then talk to the Sylphco president, and then he gives you a Master Ball. In the Generation 4 games, in Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, you're able to get it in the Galactic Veilstone building after defeating Cyrus. Or in the Jubilife TV building, after earning the coal badge, after defeating, after defeating the Galactic Grunts near the northern exit of Jubilife City, you can go into the Jubilife TV building, and you can play the lottery game there. You have to match all five numbers to any Pokemon that you own. And um, if you match all five, you get a free Master Ball. In Heart Gold and Soul Silver, after defeating the first uh, eight gyms in the game, after defeating all the Johto gyms, uh, you go and talk to Professor Elm, and he will give you a Master Ball. He's going to be in his laboratory, so in there. Or, just like Jubilife TV in Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, you can go to the Johto Radio Tower and um, match all five numbers in the Lucky Number Show, which is going to be on the radio. Or the radio in the game, not on the actual radio. Or in both Generation 4 versions of the games, Diamond Pro, Platinum, and Heart Gold, and Soul Silver, uh, in the Pal Park, if you have a Generation 3 game that you still own a Master Ball in, you can transfer it over after giving it to one of your Pokemon. Um, transfer it over, and then you got extra Pokeball, extra Master Ball, excuse me, in Generation 4 games. That's it for the Generation 1. Now for Generation 2. Generation 2 introduced us to seven more Pokeballs. And these are the Level Ball, the Lure Ball, the Moon Ball, Friend Ball, Fast Ball, Heavy Ball, Love Ball. And what we know as the Park Ball from Generation 4 games has been a... Uh, it used to be called a Park Ball in Generation 2 as well. But it's been changed... The name uh, The name has been changed to the Compe Ball. Uh, the Compe Ball is... Uh, or what used to be known as the Park Ball, is used only in the National Park Bug Catching Contest, similar to the Safari Ball. Now they're called the Compe Ball, to, to avoid confusion. But for the new Pokeballs that were introduced in the Generation 2 games, you need to have items, or fruit, called Apricorns. Or Apricorns, whatever you want to pronounce it. And these are, uh, these are similar to berries, as they grow on trees. And they're found in different locations throughout the Johto region. And I'll put up the, uh, the article up on the... Uh, Blogspot site, so you can go ahead and check out where they're found and what Pokeballs they match up to. The first Pokeball we're going to be talking about from the Generation 2, well, other than the Compe Ball, the first one is the Level Ball. The Level Ball uses a red Apricorn. For all of these Pokeballs, uh, at least Generation 2 Pokeballs, with exception of the Compe Ball, um, they, all their catching rate varies. The Compe Ball has a catch rate of 1.5, just like the Safari Ball. But the catch rate for all of these different Pokeballs varies, and you can go ahead and check out the article because it'll take me way too long to read all of these uh, variation notes that they have over here. Uh, but the level ball, uh, you take a uh, red apricorn to Kurt in Azalea Town, and he will make uh, a level ball for you. But it does take him, I think, 24 hours to do it, or one day, to make you the uh, the Pokeball. The lure ball, which is um, which can only be used on Pokemon that you uh, catch with a fishing rod, or at least the catch rate will be times three if you use it on a Pokemon that is hooked by a fishing rod. 
uh, you need to give a you need to give Kurt a blue apricorn to make you a lure ball. The moon ball give Kurt a yellow apricorn and as a four times catch rate on Pokemon that evolve with a moonstone. And there's only a couple of Pokemon that can evolve with a moonstone, so I really don't see much reason to use the moon ball at all. Um, it might have just seemed like a cool idea back in the day. I really don't see much use for the Pokeball now. Then there is the Friend Ball. You give Kurt a green apricorn. Uh, friend Ball has a times one catch rate, just like any normal Pokeball. But the wild Pokemon that you do catch uh, has a happiness value of 200 after being caught. So clearly you're going to be wanting to using the Friend Ball on Pokemon such as Golbat, maybe Zubat, uh, so it can evolve into a Crobat or any other Pokemon that evolves through happiness. The next Pokeball is the Fast Ball. You use a uh, White Apricorn. You give White Apricorn to Kurt, and he'll make you a Fast Ball. The Fast Ball has a times 4 catch rate if the wild Pokemon is one that flees from battles. Um, and those Pokemon that can flee from a battle are Abra, Magnemite, Grimer, Tangela, Mr. Mime, Eevee, Porygon, Dratini, Dragonair, Quagsire, Entei, Suicune, Raikou, Latias, and Latios. And uh, I know some of these Pokemon cannot actually be found in the wild, but if they are, you know, if you hack or something, a fastball can be used to catch them with a four times catch rate. Otherwise, it is a times one catch rate on any other Pokemon. The next Pokeball is the Heavy Ball, and you give Kurt a black apricorn to make you a Heavy Ball, and the catch rate varies depending on the weight of the Pokeball. Go ahead, check it out in the article. Again, the link is on the Blogspot site. The last Pokeball is the Love Ball. You give Kurt a pink apricorn, and has a times eight catch rate if your Pokemon is the opposite gender of the wild Pokemon. So for example, uh, let's say you're using a uh, a male Pokemon and you're and the wild Pokemon you're trying to catch is a female. If you use the Love Ball, you have a times eight catch rate, which is pretty cool. But yeah, that's it for Generation Two. Onto Generation Three. Generation Three introduced seven more Pokeballs because the the, the tree uh, ap- apricorn thing was not brought over to Generation 3 games. I really don't know why, but um, it, it just wasn't. So they introduced seven new Pokeballs. First Pokeball, again, a lot of these Pokeballs um, uh, catch rate vary, so I'm not going to read off all of them. But the first Pokeball is the Luxury Ball. Luxury Ball has a times one catch rate, and the Pokemon that you catch with the Luxury Ball will become closer to the trainer faster, um, similar to the Friend Ball. And you can buy the Luxury Ball in Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum for a thousand Poke Dollars. The next Pokeball is the Premier Ball. Premier Ball is a times one catch rate, and there's really nothing special about the Premier Ball other than its color. It's just like a Pokeball, except it's all white instead of red and white. And you get the Premier Ball after purchasing ten or more normal Pokeballs from a Pokemart. It's just like an extra Pokeball you get. There's really no difference. Um, it's just something that looks cool. Uh, then there's the net ball. The net ball is used to catch bug and water type Pokemon. Obviously, it can be used on other types, but the catch rate varies for this one. And this one's simple, so I'll read this one off. If you're using the net ball to catch a bug or water type Pokemon, it is a times three catch rate. But for any other type of Pokemon, it's a times one rate. So it has to be at least part bug or part water, you know, for you to get the times three catch rate. And this one is available at a thousand Poke Dollars at uh, at a Pokemart or department store. Next is the Dive Ball. Dive Ball, this one, the catch rate varies for this one. In Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, if you're trying to catch a Pokemon that is underwater, uh, you have a 3.5 times catch rate. Or any other just water-dwelling Pokemon, uh, you have a 3.5 times catch rate as well. But for any other Pokemon, it's a times one catch rate. 
and these are uh, available at a thousand poke dollars. Next is the net ball, excuse me, the nest ball. This uh, this one also varies depending on the level of your Pokemon, of the opponent Pokemon. If it's between level one and nineteen, you have a times three catch rate. If your opponent is between level twenty and twenty nine, you have a times two catch rate. If it's uh, level thirty or above, it's only a times one catch rate. So obviously, nest ball is only good for um, lower level Pokemon. And this one is also available at a thousand Poke dollars. The next Pokeball is the Repeat Ball. Repeat Ball, again, the catch rate varies for this one as well. Um, if you've caught the Pokemon before, let's say you're trying to catch a, uh, what Pokemon, let's say a Talo in the beginning of the game, you already have one, you go and you try to catch another one, uh, you have a times three catch rate. But if you have never caught that Pokemon before, you only have a times one catch rate. And the Repeat Ball is also available at Pokemarts for a thousand Poke Dollars. Next is the Timer Ball, the last Pokeball that was introduced in the Generation 3 games. The catch rate for the Timer Ball varies. It varies on the number of turns that have passed in battle. If only one and nine turn, between 1 and 9 turns have passed, you have a times 1 catch rate. Between 10 and 19 turns have passed, you have a times 2 catch rate. Between 20 and 29 turns have passed, which is a lot, um, you have a times 3 catch rate. Any more, you have a times 4 catch rate. And again, this one is also worth a thousand Poke Dollars. Now on to Generation Four. Generation Four Pokeball uh, introduced us to five new Pokeballs. The first ball is the Heal Ball, has a times one catch rate. And what it does, the Heal Ball fully heals and eliminates all status problems uh, on the new Pokemon that you just caught. But if you already have six Pokemon on your team at the time, and you throw out a Heal Ball, uh, your Pokemon is automatically transferred to your PC. And it's going to be healed anyways, no matter what. So it's better off to use a heal ball uh, if you're trying to catch a Pokemon right away if you don't have, if you have less than six members in your team. And the heal ball is available at 300 Poke Dollars. Next is the Dusk Ball. Dusk Ball is a times four catch rate only if the Pokeball is used when you're inside of a dark area or during the night. So you have to be like inside of a cave or something or at night. Otherwise, it has a times one catch rate. And these go for a thousand Poke Dollars at a Pokemart. The next Pokeball is the Quick Ball. Quick Ball is a times four catch rate, but for every five turns that have passed in battle, the catch rate is decreased by times one. So five turns pass, you have a times three catch rate. Ten turns pass, you have a times two. Um, and it reaches a minimum of times one catch rate. So I guess after 15 turns, you have a times one catch rate only. You know, similar just to a regular Pokeball. But if you use it right away, you have a times four catch rate, which is pretty good. Uh, and these are available at a thousand Poke Dollars at a Pokemart. Next is the Park Ball, which we mentioned the Park Ball kind of before. These can be only used at the Pal Park, um, hence the name Park Ball. You, you get six at the Pal Park, and you catch them without fail, just like a Master Ball, but only in the Pal Park. The next Pokeball is the Cherish Ball. Cherish Ball you cannot actually obtain in the game to catch Pokemon with, but these are used to contain. Uh, Pokemon given out in events. If you have uh, gotten any event Pokemon at all, it will be contained inside of a Cherish Ball. If you got the recent Arceus, it, you go and check the Pokemon, it is inside of a Cherish Ball. Check the Shaman, you check the Darkrai, you check um, any Pokemon that has been given out in Generation 4, it will be inside of a Cherish Ball. So it's pretty much for all the Pokeballs that were inside of the uh, the normal games, the at least the main series games. There has been other games in, in the Pokemon other Pokeballs in the games, such as the GS Ball in Pokemon Crystal, uh, this cannot be used to actually catch Pokemon, but um, 
It's a special item that can be used to make Celebi appear in the Ilex Forest. Um, that was really only available in the Japanese version of the game using that cell phone adapter thing for the Game Boy Color, and really not released here in the U.S. at all. In Pokemon Snap, there was the Pester Balls, and those, um, they're not actually Pokeballs, but they have a uh, gas inside of them. You throw it at the Pokeballs, and it makes the Pokemon annoyed, and it make, makes them do funny things, so you can take a picture of that Pokeball. Uh, excuse me, take a picture of that Pokemon. There was Snag Balls in Coliseum and XD, um, and it was, uh, it's a Pokeball that has been modified using the Snag Machine, and it's capable of uh, catching uh, your opponent's Pokemon as long as they are Shadow Pokemon. But that's just about it for all the different types of Pokeballs. Um, there were some Pokeballs in the anime itself, like uh, the GS Ball was also in the anime. There was a uh, Green Pokeballs in the anime, which I'm just going to assume that those were um, uh, mistakes by the uh, whatever team was used to color in all the stuff. But again, I'm just going to assume that was a mistake. There was also solid gold Pokeballs. Um, if you've seen Pokemon from the very beginning, if you've watched it as long as I have, um, actually I haven't watched it very much recently, but if you used to watch it a lot in the episode um, Battle Aboard the St. Anne, you see uh, James from Team Rocket buying a Magikarp that was inside of a gold Pokeball. But really all it was was a um, gold-plated Pokeball. So that was just a stupid mistake on his part for buying a uh, crappy Pokeball. And there was also the Mewtwo Pokeball um, that he used to extract the DNA from the normal Pokemon to make clones out of them. Also, during the anime, there was also Lake Balls and Dark Balls that was used by the uh, the bad guy in the Pokemon Forever, the Celebi voice of the forest movie, the fourth movie. There's also been uh, little variations on the different Pokeballs also throughout the anime. Uh, there's the Rocket Pokeballs that were used in um, the, the first movie. It was a normal Pokeball, but black, with a red R on them. And I'm just going to assume that they were just normal Pokeballs. Really not much of a difference other than the decorations. Uh, also, there's been one um, other variation. There's been a Chansey Pokeball, which was used by Nurse Joy in the episode Showdown at Dark City. Um, that looked like uh had Chansey decorations on it. It has a big P, I guess, for you know Pokemon Center on the top of it. And I, I'm just going to assume a lot of these are just variations on normal Pokeballs. They just decorated them themselves. Um, just like we do with using the ball capsules and the seals. Uh, ball capsules are special items in Generation 4 uh, that can be attached to a, uh, a Pokeball, or Pokeball that already contains a Pokemon, to add special effects when the Pokemon is sent out in a battle or a contest. Ball capsules can be accessed from your PC, and the ball capsules' uh, appearance can be altered by adding seals to them. And what seals are are just stickers. I don't know why they call them stickers, uh, seals, but... They are technically just stickers. Uh, you put the seals on. Seals have either different effects that they do when you throw out a Pokemon. You can do letters. You can do uh, different little notes or bubbles or something. I myself have never used ball capsules or seals. really don't see much of a reason to, other than possibly for um, the contest. But then again, I don't do contests too much. But that's pretty much it for the main topic today of Pokeballs. And we also covered ball capsules a little bit and seals uh, and apricorns. The articles that... I'm referring to in here will be uh, on the episode will be put on pokedexradio.blogspot.com at least the links to the articles we put there so you can go ahead and read them yourselves there's a lot more information that I did not talk about about Pokeballs especially a lot of the Pokeballs from the anime Pokeballs in the trading card game and a lot of other different types of Pokeball information stuff about Apricorns you find out where they're located in the Heart Gold and Soul Silver games and this is going to be a little bit more information on ball caps, uh, ball capsules and seals as well there's a bunch of different types of seals that you can buy on different days. 
uh, for different prices, anywhere between 50 Poké Dollars and 100 Poké Dollars. But that'll all be on pokedexradio.blogspot.com. All the links to that, including the news links, can be found there, including the email address, which is flashlightstudios at gmail.com. But that's it for the main topic. Now on to Pokemon of the episode and emails. Today's Pokemon of the episode is actually a request from our listener named Noel. Noel, in one of her emails, she asks, Could you please do Trickorita as the next Pokemon of the episode? Everyone says that it's a bad choice for Heart Gold or Soul Silver, and I would love to know why. Thanks. And uh, actually, she also requested a long time ago for uh, for Espeon as the qu- as the Pokemon of the episode, and I haven't done that. I've been really bad on doing requests recently, um, but I will do Espeon as the next epi- as the next Pokemon of the episode, Noel. So, you know, keeping an eye open for that. Anyways, Chikorita. I've not actually heard anything about having Chikorita as a bad Pokemon um, for Heart Gold and Soul Silver. I do know for a fact, though, that Chikorita, at least for the Johto Gyms, has no no moves that are effective against, or at least super effective against, any of the gyms in Johto. Uh, and the same with Feraligator. Feraligator mostly learns um, water-type moves, because it is a water Pokemon. Unless you teach it Ice Beam as the TM... Uh, for the uh, Dragon Gym in um, Blackthorn City, I think it is. I don't remember any of the uh, the, the cities from Johto. Unless you teach it ice, unless you teach Feraligator Ice Beam, then it has a super effectiveness against um, as an upper hand in at least one gym. But other than that, I think Cyndaquil would probably be the best choice. But I don't believe that any Pokemon choice is a bad choice. There's probably better choices, but there is no bad choice unless you're just going up against a bunch of ghost Pokemon with a bunch of normal Pokemon, and that's just a kind of a bad idea. Unless they have other moves, obviously, that can um, be effective against ghost-type Pokemon, but that's just a crappy example. Anyways, if I would have to say, I'd say Chikorita was the um, the least of the three, but I wouldn't say it's a bad choice at all. As long as you train the Pokemon properly, and as long as it's stronger than the other Pokemon, and you're not just using like weak moves like Growl and uh, you know Tail Whip or whatever, throughout the entire battle, then you'll be able to defeat any of the gym leaders with a Chikorita. Uh, with the exception of, uh, um, at least off the top of my head, with the exception for, of um, Jasmine's Magnemite. You know, I think Steel is uh, has, has a resistance against Grass-type, I think. I really don't remember. But you ch- just choose whatever Pokemon you want to choose. It doesn't, ma- it doesn't really matter at all. Uh, eventually, you're going to be getting other Pokemon as well. I would say Chikorita is weak against the first two gyms, yes, because the first gym is a flying-type gym, uh, then the second gym is a bug-type gym, so obviously he will be a bad choice at first. There's always those bad choices at first, like in the first generation, you choose uh, Charmander at first, you have a uh, a rock and ground gym, then you have a water gym. Clearly Charmander is not going to do very well against a rock and ground and a water gym. Squirtle or Bulbasaur would have done better against at least the first gym, and Bulbasaur would do good against both gyms. But later on in the game, you're obviously going to be catching other Pokemon, other types of Pokemon. Pokemon that can learn different different moves other than just what moves Chikorita can learn through TMs and leveling up. So I say choose whatever Pokemon you want to choose. If you want to choose Chikorita, do that. If you want to choose uh, Totodile, do that. Or Cyndaquil, which I personally would choose um, as my first Pokemon that I would go ahead and use at least at the beginning. But the best choice, if you would have to, um, if you really want to say a best choice, I would say Cyndaquil. But again, choose what you want, choose what you like. 
um, there is no bad choice Pokemon. Every Pokemon serves its uh, serves a purpose in the game. That's the reason they're in the game. They're not just there just to look pretty. Well, maybe there might be an exception like Dunsparce or something. But, yeah, choose what you want. It really doesn't matter. Now on to Chikorita's stats. Uh, Chikorita, as we all know, it's a grass-type Pokemon. It is a starter, and I was kind of hesitant to do a starter as the Pokemon of the episode. But it was requested, and since Heart Gold and Soul Silver is coming out soon, it has already come out in Japan, I just decided, hey, why not? Chikorita number 152, uh, the first Pokemon in the uh, Johto decks. Again, grass-type Pokemon evolves at level 16 to Bayleaf, and then Bayleaf evolves at level 32 to Meganium. Chikorita can only be found uh, as a starter from Professor Elm, at least in Heart Gold and Soul Silver, or you could uh, transfer it from Pal Park if you get a Chikorita in the Emerald game from Professor Birch after completing the Hoenn decks. Or you could also get it in uh, Pokemon XD as a prize for defeating Mount Battle. But I also believe Ho-Oh is, is one of the prizes for defeating the Mount Battle, so which well, I guess there's a choice. I don't know. Well, let's go to Meganium so we can get the, uh, the stats uh, for its final evolution. Meganium has stats as uh, base HP 80, uh, attack 82, defense 100, special attack 83, special defense 100, and speed 80. Pretty good. Uh, at least in the, in the defense department, it's very good uh, at 100. Its attack and special attack are right next to each other, and speed is 80, which isn't bad, but uh, isn't the greatest as well. Oh, one thing I did forget to mention was uh, the Chikorita's ability, Overgrow. When its HP is below one-third, any grass-type moves it, it uses increases to 1.5 times. But that's pretty much it for the Pokemon of the episode. Now on to the question of the episode and emails. Question of the episode last time was, what are your biggest complaints about Pokemon? And our first email was from Chuck, and Chuck said, uh, Hey, this is Chuck. My biggest complaint is that you can't trade Pokemon in bulk. This isn't a very large complaint, because I really think Pokemon, uh, Pokemon is awesome, except I personally think that they're running out of Pokemon ideas. I mean, look at Rotom, uh, a washing machine uh, Pokemon, or a fan Pokemon, really? But besides, that po but besides that, Pokemon is awesome. And to all the Pokemon haters, I don't think Pokemon is childish, even though most of my friends do. Uh, in, in regards to his last little comment, I did ask something about uh, that I knew a guy that he he was saying that Pokemon was childish and didn't like it anymore, and I asked um, listeners to comment on that. But uh, I do, yes, think a little bit that they are running out of ideas, because there are almost 500 Pokemon now, and that's a lot. And even though there are like 10 EV evolutions already, um, or however many there are, um, roughly 7 I think, um, that, that's I think they are running out of ideas. Yes, a washing machine Pokemon, fan Pokemon. What was the other lawnmower? You know, I understand where they were coming from with that. You know, the ghost that you know inhabits uh, an inanimate object. I understand what they were doing, but they are running out of ideas, Chuck. And I do think that they are. And I know I am. At least for the question of the episode, I was using um, another listener, Casey. I was using his um, suggestions for the longest time now, but I might start going off to other ideas other than just Pokemon-related question of the episodes. Anyways. Uh, thanks, uh, Chuck, for your email. Um, next email is from Noel. Noel says, Hey, Gabriel, Noel here. And to answer the question of the episode, my biggest complaint about Pokemon, about the Pokemon game, is not necessarily the game itself, but more the reputation of the game. Like I've said in previous emails, I'm 15, and my love for the game has caused my friends to think of me as immature. Even my own mother dislikes my love for Pokemon so much that she's taken away my DS several times, saying I need to grow up. I have told all of these people that if they would just try the game, they would find out it is a very deep and strategic game. 
The overall format does make it seem childish at times, but the overall concept of the game is very entertaining and not at all childish. But the anime, yikes, it gives Pokemon a bad name. Anyway, to sum it up, I just hate the fact that a lot of people think the game is for 5-year-olds and they hate when 15-year-olds play it. Uh, keep up the great work. They, thank you so much for taking the time to make such a great podcast. And then at the end, she asks for Chikorita. Anyways, so yeah, um, thank you, Noel, for your email. And yes, I do think that the anime does give Pokemon a bad name, a very bad one, because it is very repetitive, uh, as I mentioned before, and I believe other listeners have also mentioned before. The show is very repetitive. Team Rocket comes, tries to take Pikachu, tries to do something with uh, stealing Pokemon, and they get blasted off at the end, and um, the show goes on. It's it's really repetitive. They should start coming up with other ideas other than just doing uh, Team Rocket and Ash. I know that they have done the uh, Mystery Dungeon things, but it's still a little kind of childish, a little kitty. And the movies are actually really good. I, I do enjoy the movies a lot, but it's always the same plot. Ash saves the world. You know, something bad happens, Ash has to save the world. It, it's just really, really repetitive. Every Every movie, every episode is the exact same thing. You know... All the games are the same thing. You, as the character, have to go defeat, um, or you're trying to go and um, gather your eight badges, and while you're doing that, uh, some big corporation or you know group of uh, bad guys come, try to do their thing. You go ahead, you defeat them. They go away at the end of the game, you know, and then you defeat the elite four at the end, and you catch the uh, the big Pokemon in the game. It's all the same thing. They are getting a a little repetitive, but I still do enjoy the games, and I'm sure all of you still also enjoy the games as well. But thanks, Noel, for your email. Next email is from KC. I actually got two emails from KC, and I don't know where to start. Hang on. Um, I know KC, uh, I've mentioned that his emails are kind of long, and I I read this one like a week ago. Um, So let's see if I can uh, find where he started. Okay, it says... uh, um, what is your biggest complaint about Pokemon? And I did mention before, I did. You, this is one of Casey's suggestions, and he says, again, thank you for using one of my suggestions. By the way, you don't have to use the last uh, last one we had. And uh, he had another suggestion, but I'm not going to use that, since he doesn't want me to, I guess. Anyways, he said, I already said before, uh, back in his other email, about what stuff that he had problems with uh, about Pokemon. About the over-merchandising, the low quality of the English dub of the anime, uh, and during and after the 4Kids era, and don't even get me started on 4Kids, uh, uh, Casey, I just hate four kids so much. Anyways, uh, and why Nintendo wouldn't get a bit risky and drop the childish image for once with a teen-rated Pokemon game. I would love that. It would be awesome. Anyways, um, he says, uh, As you can read, yes, I do believe it is childish in many ways. However, I would like to mention the recent, uh, recently released Pokemon Rumble is rated everyone 10 and older by the ESRB. I hate the ESRB, too. No, I don't even like talking about it. Anyways. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, making the first, making it the very first Pokemon game ever, given uh, an ESRB rating higher than everyone in North America. Although I'm doubtful we will see any long-term change on what Pokemon games are rated in the near future. So um, I didn't know that until I read your email that uh, Pokemon Rumble was rated E10+. Plus. Um, that was actually kind of cool after seeing that. But then again, I'm surprised that the uh, Coliseum games aren't rated uh, E10+, plus, or at least the Pokemon Stadium games, or, or the um, Battle Revolution but I, I hate Pokemon ratings. I hate uh, not Pokemon ratings. I hate video game ratings in general. Um, but there shouldn't be one, and parents should do their thing by researching the games before they buy them for their kids. Um, but yeah, you go on to answer the uh, the second question, which I asked um, uh, about the guy I knew and stuff like that I mentioned before. Uh, is the Pokemon franchise stupid? And he says no. 
Nintendo does do stupid moves at times when it comes to the treatment of our beloved franchise, but the franchise itself is not stupid. The main RPG series, while showing signs of age in various parts like the battle system, is still a, is still a cleverly done game. Heck, even fan game developers still have a hard time maintaining their patience while ma- when making a non-ROM hack Pokemon fan game. There's still not even a Pokemon fan game uh, with its own engine in, a certain programming la- in certain programming languages and game development programs such as C+, and uh, Microsoft XNA Game Studio. And uh, you, put, you put the number sign. Uh, I'm assuming you meant C+. Or I'm thinking of something else, maybe. I don't know. And the Microsoft XNA Game Studio, before I finish reading your email, that's, uh, if I'm, I might be wrong, but isn't that the thing from uh, the Zune, how they were trying to make different games for Zune? I know there are, I don't want to say fan games for the Zune, but there are, you know, uh, user, user-generated games for the, uh, the Microsoft Zune. Um, anyways, uh, to finish your email, he says, uh, uh, The side games are also uh, regarded as by many critics as of high quality, such as Pokemon Snap and Pinball and the various Pokemon puzzle games. Although Pokemon Mystery Dungeon series and the Umbrella-developed Pokemon games before Pokemon Rumble do not get the same praise. Uh, I actually enjoyed Pokemon Mystery Dungeon a lot. I started playing um, Explorer of Sky when it came out. I played it for like two weeks straight. I didn't finish the game, obviously. I never finished uh, those Mystery Dungeon games. I played the first one, the Red and Blue Rescue Team, a little bit. I didn't get too far in the games, though. But the Explorers of Sky, I did enjoy that game a lot. Um... And the other puzzle games I had, uh, the one for the Game Boy Color, Pokemon Puzzle Challenge, I believe it was called. Um, that one was a lot of fun. I didn't have the the Pokemon Puzzle League for uh, the N64. I still haven't bought it yet. I, I'm probably going to go try to find uh, maybe on Amazon.com or something like that, try to find it. Uh, Pokemon Pinball I didn't really get into, even though it was very fun when the very first one came out. I never did buy the uh, Ruby and Sapphire one, though. And Pokemon Snap, yes, that was a very enjoyable game. I did enjoy it. I did have a lot of fun playing it. And they did come out with it uh, also for uh, WiiWare, I think for uh, 1,200 points. Uh, Pokemon Snap uh, and uh, Pokemon Puzzle League game for the N64. They came out with a, um, a remake for the Wii. Uh, I, but I did enjoy some of the other Pokemon games. Uh, you say the Umbrella developed Pokemon games before Pokemon Rumble. Uh, Umbrella, if I remember correctly, I think Pokemon Battle Revolution was an Umbrella developed Pokemon game. I think I really don't know. Just don't don't even quote me on that. Um, and I think the uh, Coliseum and XD ones were also uh, Umbrella developed, and I did not like Coliseum or XD at all. Like I tried playing through Coliseum, like halfway through it, I got bored and stopped playing. And uh, Battle Revolution, well, uh, we all we all know about Battle Revolution. And on your second email, because you did a, an update to that email, you say uh, about my eighth email when I was answering the unofficial questions, I have something to say uh, about my answer to the first unofficial question. Is Pokemon childish? And you say, of course, I did say that uh, I believe the Pokemon franchise was childish in many ways. When answering the latest official question of the episode, I may want to retract that statement a bit. So, okay. Uh, I found a site that has an anti-anti-Pokemon section, uh, including a section that answers the question. I'm, I'm assuming, uh, is Pokemon childish was the question. Um, and after reading that section, I realized that I may have rushed my statement just to get a new email in. While we know that the franchise is marketed towards children, that doesn't mean it shouldn't appeal to everyone. Just because many things about Pokemon seems to be, or probably is, childish, most notably the cutesy appeal and very simplistic plots in the anime and games, there should there should be no reason not to like Pokemon just because of a childish appeal or because it seems very simplistic. Even people like us um, are well past their uh, past their tween days. Uh, I, Casey, I don't remember if he said how old he was in an episode, but I know I am. Obviously, uh, I'm 19. I'm actually about to turn 20 in a couple, uh, like, two weeks. 
So yeah, happy birthday to me. Anyways, um, he keeps on. He goes on to say, um, I recommend checking out the section as well as the entire site. There's great stuff to read on that fan site. You should also include a link in the description or show notes for the next episode. And I will go ahead and I'll check that out. I haven't checked it out yet um, uh, since I'm re- actually reading this email for the very first time. Uh, actually, second time. I haven't looked at the other links yet. He goes on to say, still though, it would help the older fans out if one of Nintendo's se- uh, several second-party studios for making a teen-rated Pokemon game uh, with great combat and a deep plot. That would be nice uh, if they actually made it made a teen-rated Pokemon game, possibly l- similar to uh, the Stadium games, maybe even if it's just like a Pokemon Rumble, I uh, don't Rumble, excuse me, Pokemon Battle Revolution. Uh, like I would love to see the Pokemon actually battling each other, like f- like fist fighting or something. I know they tried doing that a little bit in uh, Battle Revolution. I know they can't do much violence, but then again, there's violence everywhere. Uh, why shouldn't violence be in the Pokemon games as well? It is two tiny little creatures beating the crap out of each other. But uh, thanks, Casey, for your email. You did have a lot more to say, and I I wish I could read it, but the episode is starting to get kind of long right now. Um, because what you do have to say is, is very good. I'll, I will kind of like paraphrase what you're saying. I also mentioned in the last episode that the guy that I was talking to said that having more Pokemon was stupid, and you answered that saying, uh, is the addition of new Pokemon species stupid? And you say, no. In fact, it would be more stupid if the franchise did not add new species, because the entire franchise would get stale, boring, tiring, unattractive, and, like you said, monotonous. Yes, it would, and then you go on to say, Pokemon are like animals, plants, and other living objects. There are several times more animal species uh, that uh, than there are Pokemon species, and the same goes uh, for plants and fungus compared to grass-type Pokemon. And uh, it's actually interesting, and there is a uh, an article in a newspaper that I read a long time ago. I have the, I have uh, the newspaper um, somewhere over here, uh, and I haven't I didn't go and look for it. But I, after reading this email, I wanted to look for it. I just it just slipped my mind. I didn't do it. They were actually interviewing the creator of Pokemon. Uh, I, got, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, Satoshi Tajiri, I think his name is. Uh, obviously, I pronounced that wrong. Uh, I'm not Japanese or anything, or I don't know how to speak the language at the very least. And they asked him how he came up with the Pokemon franchise, how he came up with Pokemon in general, and they and he told him that he used to collect bugs or something like that, and from there, he saw that there was so many Pokemon, so many, excuse me, so many animals and so many different types of bugs and plants and objects, that he decided to create Pokemon off of that, and it was like a childhood thing of his that he would, it was just like a childhood uh, imagination that he went, uh, that he went ahead and decided to create all these different Pokemon because of all the different animals. And your statement saying that uh, there are several times more animal species than there are Pokemon species, uh, and the same goes for plants and fungus compared to grass-type Pokemon, really reminded me of that. And I wish I could scan that and put it up on the on the Blogspot site, at least, you know, a link to the picture of it, but I don't have a scanner. Uh, so, And I wouldn't know where to find that article if it is on the internet anywhere. But I'll see if I can try to scan it. Maybe for a future uh, episode, I will. I will go ahead and put it up there, so you can go ahead and check out. Or anybody can go ahead and check out. Uh, I'll try to scan the article and put it up. I, I I do believe that no, it is not stupid. Also, that they would create more and more Pokemon, but there is a such thing as too many, in my opinion. Right now, I do think that there are too little Pokemon. There there isn't enough to say that yes, there is enough. Finally, even though there is 500 Pokemon, just about like there's like 493 ish. Pokemon, I do. I believe, like my personal belief, that's not enough. They need to. There needs to be more. Maybe one more generation. Maybe two more generations. And I think that they should stop there, and then create like spin-offs and stuff like that, or just other, other uh, regions with just a mixture of the Pokemon, like they have been doing. Similar uh, to like the uh, Sinnoh region, there has there is obviously a mixture, and then there is new Pokemon as well. 
but yeah, I, th- I think personally, I think Pokemon is is coming to a close. There is 500 Pokemon. They have done the uh, creator, quote unquote, Pokemon uh, Arceus. So I, I really don't know when where Pokemon is going. Uh, as for that, but thank you, Casey, for your email, and thank you also, uh, um, Noel and Chuck, for your emails as well. Uh, but that's it for the emails. Uh, now, the question of the episode for next time will be, where do you think the Pokemon franchise is going? Do you think Pokemon is going to end soon? Kind of a really long question. I want to try to see if I can word it really simply so I can put it up on the site so it doesn't have to seem confusing. Just, um, But at least for the sake of the show, where do you think the Pokemon franchise is going? Where do you think um, do you think it's going to end soon? Do you think it's uh, got another 10 years on it? Because even uh, other games at least that I've seen, don't last that long. There are some games that have lasted forever, like uh, Legend of Zelda, one of my favorite games to play. They just, re- they just released a new game two days ago. I mean, and those games are older than I am. Clearly, some games can go on for a long time. There, even though there are only 15 Legend of Zelda games, 15, 16, something around there, and the Pokemon games do have many more than that. I'd say Pokemon has, and the upwards of maybe 20 games, maybe, you know, mid-20s. And then there's other franchises like the Mega Man series, which comes out with a game like every other day. There's so many Mega Man games. But other franchises like, let's say, the Halo franchise has, I think, five games. On top of that, they have books. And they have, you know, clothing and stuff like that, you know. And I personally believe the Halo franchise is starting to slow down. I know they are coming out with a new Halo Reach game for next year. So that'd be cool to see. I would love to play the new uh, Halo Reach game, uh, which is... uh, like a prequel to everything, which I think is really dumb. I hate when they do that. They make prequels to prequels and sequels to that prequel. You know, it's, it's really annoying. Um, but as for the Pokemon itself, I do believe it's starting to die down. I'm sure they're going to start making a lot of different spin-off games. Of course, we have Pokemon Rumble. We had Pokemon Ranch. We had the uh, we have the uh, Mystery Dungeon games. Of course, the Super Smash Brothers is always there. But yeah, I don't know. I, I just kind of lost my train of thought. So let me end the episode, because it has gone on for over an hour now, at least uh, in the recording process, in the editing process, it'll, a lot of it will be taken out. Anyways, that's pretty much it for the, um, for the episode today. Again, the question, where do you think the Pokemon series is going? Do you think it's going to end soon? Do you think it has uh, a lot more years to go, uh, many more years to go? I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Uh, if you want to, go ahead and check out all the articles that I mentioned today. Uh, if you want to listen to previous episodes, go to pokedexradio.blogspot.com. And please subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. Please give us a rating on iTunes and maybe a small little review so other listeners can read listener reviews to see how they would like to, uh, how they would, uh, um, how listeners now uh, think of the podcast. And I have gotten some nice reviews. I do enjoy getting, um, I do enjoy reading them. I would like to thank you guys for putting up the reviews and the ratings. Uh, this is, I think, what, the 15th episode. And we do have quite a few listeners, and I do enjoy having you all listening to the episode. And I do enjoy doing the episode. It's not like I just, not like I have to do it. I, I want to. It, it's a lot of fun for me to do it because I do like knowing that there are other people out there that do play the Pokemon franchise as well. And I have mentioned that before that I do feel lonely because I'm the only person I know that actually plays the Pokemon games. But knowing that you guys are out there as well makes me feel, um, makes me feel good that I'm not the only one out there playing Pokemon anymore. Uh, but again, thank you guys for listening. All the show notes are at pokedexradio.blogspot.com. The email is there, flashlightshoes at gmail.com, as well as links to our Twitter, which is twitter.com slash pokedexradio. Um, you can follow us there, or you can follow my personal Twitter as well, um, at, po- at twitter.com slash fsgabriel, but the links are all at pokedexradio.blogspot.com. 
If you follow the Twitter, you can get updates on when I'm recording, when I'm not going to record, if there's something that bad that happens. Like recently, last week I was going to record, but there was like construction going on outside, and I couldn't record because there was too much noise. But you do get updates on little things about you know the show at le- at the very least. So uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter if you have a Twitter account. I have gotten emails, uh, or at least questions, about if we have a Facebook. We don't have a Facebook. We do have a MySpace, even though I don't use it. I will try to put up a Facebook because I know a lot more people use Facebook over MySpace. Um, maybe like a fan site or something like that. Uh, I really wouldn't know how much to how much information to put on there. But I'll go ahead up. I'll try to put um put the put a, a fan site up on Facebook. If I do go ahead and do it, I'll let you guys know in the next episode, which might come out next week. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I do have a lot more time now, as I said before, but maybe next week, I don't know. But uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Again, my name is Gabriel, and I'm reminding you to live, laugh, and catch them all. And we'll see you guys next time.